This is CEO Chats, a candid and open convo about business as a female entrepreneur. Because not all CEOs wear suit ties and cufflinks. Today is a conversations or chat with Nat. So today who we have on the show is Debbie London and she is a blogger. She is an author and she's also a great self-help coach. So I wanted to bring her on the show just to talk about transforming and transparency. So Debbie, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Debbie L. London, and as Natalie already said, I'm an author, and my tagline is transforming with transparency, meaning that I put all of my business out there so that you can learn from my mistakes and gain from the wisdom that um, I have received in my life up until this point. Yeah, so thank you in general just for, um, of course, wanting to be on the show. I'm, I'm really um, pulled and drawn to your tagline with the transforming with transparency because for me, I always try to be transparent with my listeners and who I talk to as far as like the CEO chats and also Business Babe Army. So that really, really spoke to me as far as just the the self-help within being transparent. I feel like a lot of women could definitely relate to your uh, platform. So if you can kind of explain um, how did you really get started with your um, personal brand and becoming a blogger and then kind of transitioning into your self-help books and things like that? Well, actually, it was my books that came first, and I never really saw myself as an author at all, and God continued to chase me down, or rather wait on me to get the hint, like, hey, you need to be writing. And so my first book, um, Residue, Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties, was born. And I wasn't really thinking about branding when that book was put out. I was just trying to get God off of my back, honestly. I was like, okay, God, you've been telling me since I was 18, I need to write about these experiences. Okay, I've done it now. We're done. And he's like, no, you're about to build your brand. And then that's how my blogs were birthed from the books and then everything else that I'm doing. So the book came Mm -hmm. first and then the other parts because I just wanted to write a book and be done and never have to write anything ever, ever. But now I've totally Mm -hmm. embraced being an author and everything that comes with it um, in terms of branding and just Oh, great. I guess embracing the call of my life, if you want yeah, to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first I just didn't embrace it, and I didn't want anything to do with it. I'm like, why I have to put myself out there? But right. now I understand why. Yeah, so what was, give me the title again of the first book you wrote. Um, it was Residue, Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties. Yes, so explain to because generational curses, moment of silence. So <laughs> what was that, <laughs> what was your first books, like what was, what was one of, or pretty much what was some of your life experiences into really writing that book and, and getting in that zone of putting, like you said, having to start writing about it? What were some things that kind of happened in your life that pushed you to write that book? Well, from my childhood, I was always the black sheep of my family because I was very outspoken Mm -hmm. and opinionated and just the epitome of that many strong black woman. (laughs) But I was like that and I embodied those characteristics as a small child. But it was because I watched so much abuse happen in my family. And the women 
um, that I grew up with, I saw that they allowed the men in their lives to beat them and abuse them verbally, mm. physically, emotionally, and mentally. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. And I just remember being three or four years old, like, no, not me. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> and after saying not me to myself, it's like a switch went off. Even at a young age, like, I have to do something to protect myself because the women that I see aren't protecting themselves. And then that's mm -hmm. when I became kind of, like, very loud and opinionated and, you know, quickly drawing the lines with things. And growing up being the black sheep, it just made, it just fueled me. In many ways, it helped me get through school. It helped me, you know, start out my career. But then it started to work against me. And when it started to work against me, especially when I had my son, I realized there were some other issues there. And I started unpacking it at 18 mm -hmm. before I went to undergrad. But then it got brushed under the rug. But I realized, why am I so angry? What is going on? And my uncle helped me peel back some layers at 18. But then fast forward to when I had my son, I realized, oh, I am still dealing with a whole lot of the stuff that happened in my childhood now and it's affecting me in this moment in my life and God was like you need to write and I still ran for a few years and then as I wrote everything started making sense and it was a healing mm -hmm. process to write that book but mm -hmm. it was mainly everything I went through in my childhood and everything I witnessed my family members go through but then realizing those behaviors and mentalities you know, could go back each line in our family. It's like, okay, this is a problem. Why are all the men abusive in my family? Like, what's going on? Well, not all, but, you know, a good bit of the men in my family, why are they all abusive? Why are they womanized and so forth and so on? And we could just see the pattern. Or why are all the women, mm -hmm. you know, doormats in my family? Why is it that they're allowing such behavior and um, abuse to happen to them? And yeah, that's yeah. how residue was born. That's a beautiful, a beautiful testimony because that's, that's a lot. I don't think that a lot of women, um, especially just kind of making it personal, black cultural, black culture, we do not, we, we don't necessarily speak about the issues that go on as far as, like you said, the generational curses, those traditional ways of being a woman or allowing the men to do this, to do that. And, you know, you stepping out and writing that, um, and also just, you know, being, um, a personal platform for that is definitely beautiful because I see that, um, happen all the time. And it's, 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 it's difficult and it's hard because, you know, like you said, those are just the ways that people thought that it was. So, um, and, and being that advocate for other women or women, especially coming up and saying like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a way for you to be transparent and for you to speak out about things that you feel are personal to you or, you know, that, that, that respect that you demand. So how did you kind of transition about doing or speaking about, um, mental health was, was, uh, was that kind of something that I'll, of course to me, I feel like is a generational issue. Um, but how did you kind of move towards to really being that mental health, um, advocate? Well, actually mental health is my original career background. Okay. When I went to college, I got my bachelor's in psychology and it was my plan to get my doctorate and become a psychologist. And when I went to get my master's, I had my master's now in public administration. But when I did my first year at Mercer here in Georgia to get my license in professional counseling, I was like, this is not how I want to help people. 
it was just a lot of red tape. But again, nothing against therapists in any way. But for me personally, I was like, I need a little bit more freedom to help people and to just be honest, to keep real and tell it like it is. Really, so I just felt like that was not the move for me to continue on. But I mean, from psychological testing to um, working as a community support individual, um, working in psychiatric treatment facilities and so forth and so on, like I've seen a lot with uh, mental health because that's what I started off doing in the beginning right after college for several years. So my foundation is mental health. Yeah. So let's jump into the 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 next the the of course to me I feel like the new product that we got out now, which is, you know, the the your facade is showing. So can we mm-hmm. kinda get into how did you um get in into the, the realm of just speaking about divorce and also um relationships and things like that and tying that into just your help and transforming um like you said with transparency? Well, God is very, very funny and the <laughs> last thing I wanted to do was write or talk about relationships in any capacity because Mm -hmm. I hate going online and seeing these people like these relationship gurus just running their mouth and trying to tell you what to do and this is how you get a man and I'm like Ayala Fix My Life is it Ayala Fix My Life is it (laughs) now I but she doesn't do that she she does not do that I swear you know what I mean she is a relationship coach to me like I don't know it's not like a life coach I love her like she's like she is like mother to me <laughs> because right, like, I just with love the, UV- the way she, exactly <laughs> she is mother because I love the way she just digs in and packs the punch and it's funny like my cousin and I were watching um her recent season we were catching up just uh, the other weekend mm-hmm. we were catching up on her recent season and just saying how she softened just a little bit but it's mm. still really, really good. Like, she's really digging in. But I love how in this new season, mm-hmm. she's not just slapping them around and, you know, giving it to them straight. Yeah. But then at the end, she's providing them with resources yeah. to therapists to continue to do the work. What and I was like, see? there you go. Did you see that kind of there last episode with that little teenager girl? And she, I felt maybe that was why she was like, you know what? I can't help everybody because not everybody can be helped. Like, maybe that's why mm-hmm. she kind of lowered, <laughs> lowered down. I'm not sure. I don't I had no idea or maybe she see has seen like okay I need to do more because in yeah. those few days that they're with her like it's so much unpacking like healing mm-hmm. is an ongoing process and yeah. I, I know she knows that you know but I, I was happy to see her provide um, the additional resources to for them to continue their healing process oh, and get what they okay. need. So I thought that was really dope. And no, I love you. I don't see her as a relationship guru. I guess I'm talking about people like, oh, I don't know, Derek Jackson. <laughs> like, <laughs> that are always giving and no shade yeah. to Derek Jackson. <laughs> but I'm just saying for me personally. Right, cut that out the I'm podcast. All, no shade. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just don't want people to, I just never want anybody to be like, how you going to tell me what to do about a relationship? And you ain't got no man because I do it yeah. myself. <laughs> so I never want to talk about it. But before I finished my first book, Residue, mm-hmm. God was like, yo, write this down. And I was like, okay. He was like, write down your facade is showing. I was like, your facade is showing? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? He said, don't worry about it. Just write it down. And I wrote it down. And then like a year later, he's like, surprise, it's a relationship book. Your marriage is ending. I was oh like, great. God. Yeah, that's really what I, I mean. It was, 
it's funny, like my ear is very keen and I hear God very clearly. And it was so mm-hmm. funny when I realized my marriage was over within a few days. He's like, and this is what your facade is showing is going to be out. And I was like, well played. So well okay. played. You so know, I didn't he... want to write about relationships. <laughs> so, the, so the ex-husband told you this. No, 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 no. Oh, God. okay. Oh, thank you. I no, was no, like, no, wait no, a no. minute. No, 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 no. No, in my in my time where I was writing residence, God yeah. was like, write this down. And I wrote down mm-hmm. your facade is showing. I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? He said, don't worry about it. We'll wait until later. So a year later, when my marriage was in, and God was like, this is what you're going to write about. This is what your facade is showing was. I'm like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Well, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, that is, like you said, it is kind of funny. But I feel like that's, those are... First, like you said, for some reason, you wrote it down and you come back to it. So I think it definitely has a purpose for sure, for sure. So how do, as far as like your relationship, you know, is how you talk about it in the book. Do you also give like self-help inside of us as far as for women who's going through that, have went through that? You know, how do you, you know, deliver your products in a way to really honestly help the women um, or possibly men who are who are reading? What I talk in a very, my, the tone of my books is very conversational. Like the way you and I are talking, it's even more like, look, I'm just your homegirl. Let me tell you what happened. And please grab onto these nuggets (laughs) so that you can watch, you know, what you're doing Mm -hmm. in every aspect of your life as well. And um, in this book, I love to pose questions, reflection questions after Mm -hmm. I hit a very heavy point. And it works because then people are like, dang, (laughs) am I tripping? Am I doing this? Or I lay things out Mm -hmm. so clearly clearly in a story-like manner that causes people to possibly see the parallels in their own life and be like, oh man, that's so relatable. I've been there or I am there now. So I see exactly what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I never tell people what to do. I give them enough so that they can draw their own conclusions in their own life. Yeah. Because they already know. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I think like me, and like I said, maybe that's why I see like a Yanya's or Yolanda, um, I Yanla as a relationship coach because some of them conversations that she'll have with like husband to wife or something like that I'm like oh my god and I, am I doing that was that why my relationship wasn't working like what was I doing but I like that mm-hmm. you know you come from a conversational tone and 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 you actually and not at the like you said you you want people to be comfortable because you don't want to be like well you did this and this is not how you're supposed to do this yeah. because we don't know necessarily that we could possibly be doing something wrong in our relationship or sometimes Absolutely. we can't be doing anything wrong in a relationship, but it's, it's, it's just a way of you looking at it from a different view of what you could possibly be doing to make it better or to kind of end this toxic situation or whatever the case. Yes. So as far as for like author, you becoming an author, like let's, possibly if someone you know listening um is really wanted to find out how to um, get into authorship what was like the steps that you took to start writing your book and and, and completing it well I want to say that I have something that I'm developing that I'm trying to have out to you guys by September that will help my aspiring authors it is going to be a line by line step-by-step 
everything you need to know about being an author, getting unstuck in your writing process, and moving to becoming self-published. So I have a little treat for my aspiring nonfiction yes. authors. Yes, so that means... So I have something. Yes, so that definitely means go to Debbie's website and sign up for the treats. <laughs> so you'll be the first to know, okay? Because I'm Absolutely. really trying to get into authorship as well. And just, I don't know what I want to write it about. Like, I, I don't. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get as much info as I can. And then later, like you said, something's going to click and come to me maybe in a matter of a year, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? But it's really always good to stay in line with those people and those individuals who are moving within what you want to do and your pur- purpose. So if there's any um, body listening right now who really wants to get into authorship, I definitely recommend that you go to debbielondon.com and at least sign up for her subscribe list. So that way you can get as much knowledge as you want to about a course transforming into transparency or whether or not you want to get those little cookies that she's letting out about, you know, writing your book. Cause it's not easy. And so I heard, so <laughs> if she's going <laughs> to lay out that, that plan and that map and help you definitely go ahead and go and subscribe. So I'll make sure that I leave that in the show notes as far as for your link so they can go to follow you for that so congratulations on your your that new release that's coming soon that's really dope oh thank you and what I can say to my aspiring authors if you have a book that has been on your heart the best thing that you can do and I tell everybody this free write and what free writing is I don't want you thinking about structure I don't want you so overly concerned about, well, how's it going to look? How am I going to put it all together? Just let the words pour from your heart, as silly as that sounds. Just start writing. Because the biggest hump I hear so many aspiring authors um, have trouble getting over is just starting. They talk themselves out of it before they get started, or they get started and then themselves out of it, you know, in the middle of the writing process. Oh, nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to understand. All those feelings are absolutely natural and normal. It's okay to second guess yourself, but you have to push past that anyway and just still write and then worry about structure later. As long as you have like a general topic in mind of where you're trying to go, just flow, just write whatever comes to your mind. And then when you get further into your process, then get it organized and go from there but just just write it out it's not going to kill you to write at all and you're not going to waste any time just by getting all your thoughts out and don't talk yourself out of it people will understand there's somebody who needs to hear everything that you have to say and somebody is looking for you are the missing piece in their life and they're waiting on you to drop it you know so that they can get their healing or whatever, or so they can move to the next step in their life. You just never, ever know, but you have whatever it is that you have inside of you is important for someone else. And that's what I've learned in this journey of transparency, that it's not even about me. It's about being a blessing to other people and helping other people along the way in the journey. So, and all the people want to write, you're doing the same thing. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Debbie was talking about me, you guys. She was talking about why my little, my little <laughs> that's, that she was coming at me. So we didn't discuss this prior to the podcast episode, but she's coming at me because <laughs> I Aww. that's my issue. Like I, and maybe once I finish my MBA, I'm really gonna feel like I can write because right now it's just case studies, case studies, financial crap, and it's like, oh god. 
So I definitely know it's another person out there who really needed that encouragement, that little powwow you just gave, because I think that's what it is. We so we 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 sunk ourselves out of doing what we could do, whether that's starting a business, whether that's writing, whether that's stepping out and being a person um, to speak about a certain platform that's not represented. I feel like we have a lot of self-doubt instead of just it's corny, but as Nike said, just do it, because at the end of the day, if you're not going to do it. You know, it's just going to waste your time. And a quote that I always go by and I always tell my little mentees if, is if you never have time for it, you'll never make time for it. So yep. if you don't make that time to do what you want to do, you're not ever going to have, to, you know, you're not ever going to have time for it. So that's really something that, you know, as far as whether or not you want to move in the angle of what Debbie is doing and she's speaking out about her life experiences and she's educating and she's assisting and helping women along the way, or whether that is you're trying to own a business, you're trying to leverage yourself up on a personal or professional way you know, definitely just go ahead and do what you want to do. And strategically, like you said, kind of plan, plan it out, you know, write it down, sit down for 45 minutes of a day and plan out exactly yeah. what, you know, that goal is and just do it. So thank you for definitely dropping them gems. That's, 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 that was very, very important. I know someone is really going to be like, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as far as like your, 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 your life kind of changed from, you know, you just being Debbie to actually Debbie now being a personal brand. How was that, that transition actually? Like, how was the actual transition into transparency for you? It was awkward. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never wanted it <laughs> at wow. all. But, I mean, it was just awkward. I was like, I was constantly whining and complaining. I was like, why, why do I have to do this? Why can't I just climb the corporate ladder? Why do I have to write books? I didn't even want to be an author. And these are how my conversations with God would go. Like, why do you have me doing this? People don't look at me crazy, yada, yada, yada. And even after releasing my first book, I was still very much afraid and very much um, not embracing the call on my life. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm not doing anything further. Like, okay, I'm not an author. I am not like, it was to a point where people call me an author and in my mind, I thought, I'm not an author though. Like I was in denial really, really bad. I just felt like I was doing God a favor, which is silly in itself <laughs> with writing yeah. the book. But now um, it took for me to see that it, mm-hmm. it wasn't about me ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what people will think because the people that I'm for will understand Yes. And they'll relate. And the people that I'm not for, that's mm-hmm. okay, too. I'm not going to be for everybody. I have a very mm-hmm. unconventional approach in general. And right. my viewpoints on things are not the norm, so right. to speak. And I've just gotten to a point of being secure within myself in a way that I never have been in my life. And that's poured mm-hmm. out into my brand as well. And you just have to be... A lot of people want to, and I was one of, I was this person as well, so I get it, but a lot of people are, are not confident mm-hmm. in their callings, yeah. whatever your calling may be. And if you're not confident in your calling, it's going to cause you to waver and constantly doubt yourself and second guess everything all of the time to where yep. you end up being stagnant. Now I'm at a point where I know what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. I am so sure of that, and I really don't care what anybody else thinks. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen some of my um, 
And then I started this thing called the T-Zone, where um, I feel like I am having these just random conversations of things that come to my mind Mm -hmm. that people don't want to talk about because it's kind of taboo. (laughs) But I'm a spiritual person. I'm like, well, this is how my relationship with God looks. And an uberly, you know, religious person would not believe that. But again, mm-hmm. it's my journey and it's me being transparent. And if I was still the scared little lamb that I was a couple years ago, I would not be able to stand by what I'm saying. I'd be too concerned. Well, people are right. I shouldn't be going that far. I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't use that language. And now I'm like, I don't care. This is what I'm called yeah. to do. I'm here to relate to a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to call out to them to bring them closer to God and to help them in their healing journey and encourage them to get the healing that they need so that they can get unstuck. And before, I, w- I just wasn't able to do that because mm-hmm. it was just too awkward for me. And it was too hard to wrap my mind around the fact that, God, you really want me to put myself out there to help other people. Look at what it's doing to me. Why do I have to have these experiences to help someone else? I don't care about right. these people. Just like <laughs> I had to figure it out. They need to figure it out. Yeah. But why I got it? You know, it was just going back and forth like yeah. that. But now I'm like, anytime I go through something and, you know, my tribe is solid. Like I love yeah. my girls that are in yeah. my life. And when you have that, you know, I have some serious accountability partners. And so having them makes the journey easier because they Mm -hmm. also have a very strong ear uh, spiritually to Mm -hmm. where they keep me in line. And I do the same for them. So it's helped. But it was very awkward, that transition, because I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Why do you keep having me do stuff? And then, like, he was you need to go on a tour. Oh, Mm -hmm. you need to start a blog. Oh, you need to start speaking engaged. I was like, what? Yeah. What? You yeah. just keep getting, I'm like, Lord, you're getting out of control with these demands. But now I'm like, let's do it. I'm good. Yeah. You know, let's get it done. And I'm okay with it. And I really like, mm-hmm. I'm 99. I'm at a 99% point, you know, because I'm not perfect. But I'll say I'm like right. 98, 99%. Like, I don't care what people have to say yeah. <laughs> about yeah. my brand and, and my books or whatever now. And that's a heavy load to bear, by the way, mm-hmm. to care about what other people think. Yeah. And it's people I, that aren't contributing, aren't building with you, right. um, don't understand the call on your life. That is a heavy burden to bear. That 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 is stressful. That can cause you so much stress mm-hmm. unnecessarily. And you're putting your destiny in other people who don't even matter. You're putting your destiny in their hands and they don't even have anything to do with your journey. So I just I'll say all that to say if you are. You know what your calling is, uh, whether it's art, music, whatever, whatever your calling may fall. Don't let fear in any capacity, fear of perception of others, fear of failure, fear of success, whatever it is. Don't let fear stop you from going forward. Just take the leap. Just jump. Because at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is it doesn't come out in the manner that you planned. But you won't know what's going to happen until you actually take the leap to do so. And, yes, it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. Like, you know, success is, you know, doing the most uncomfortable things ever. You can't do it sitting on your butt and hoping Mm -hmm. that it comes to you and helping others if that's what you want to do or Mm -hmm. speaking to others. Um, through your music or whatever the game, whatever it may be, it, it's going to be done in the areas of where you're most uncomfortable in your life. Mm-hmm. So don't let the discomfort discourage you because it's all going to be so worth it. And I say that from experience. And I just want you guys to be confident and secure in who you are. And if you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you know, A, pray. 
and ask God to help you with that. And then I'm big on affirmations as well, because that's one thing that helped me right. to start embracing being an author. I would have to say, I am an author mm-hmm. <laughs> to myself. Every day, I'm an author because right. I just did not feel like I was. But now, you know, my affirmations have evolved. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Now we're going, moving on to bigger and better things. But yes, don't let fear mm-hmm. hold you back and yes. keep you stuck. Yes. Please don't yes. let it hold you back. Do it afraid, as the great Lisa Nichols has said many times. Just mm-hmm. do it afraid. Yeah, I love her. She's she. I, I love some listening to some of her things. But I want to kind of piggyback on some of the great words and tips that you were giving. Um, you know, in regards to just moving, moving within your purpose. And I think that's something that's really, really like for me since I have changed. Um, the name to CEO chats instead of, well, actually it was a business based podcast, but since I moved into that, I was such in fear. And I spoke about this on the, um, the first kind of episode was that I was in fear of if people were going to, um, take to the new name and also me calling myself the Brown girl CEO or the black girl CEO. And it was like, because I, the, 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 the insights from the podcast is it's it's a array of different women and for me I was talking to my best friend about I'm like oh what if somebody takes offense and blah 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 and she was like this is your platform and they're going to listen regardless if you want to hear these biz tips you want to hear this encouragement you want to hear this tea sis you're going to hear it it's not about (laughs) it's not about that and it was like she she, we were texting but it was like a slap slap to my face because I'm like you know what you're right I'm like why am I sitting here caring about what people who really would you really would get upset about like you know that I come from a conversational tone you know that I always say sis you know that I say say yes so obviously you're gonna know I'm a woman of color and so for me to not take pride in that and to not own that for me especially the women who I thought of when I first started this podcast it's not about everybody else. And like you said, my audience mm. is not, it doesn't have to always be about every, everybody. And that's not to signal mm-hmm. anyone out, but it's like, if I know for a fact that my own people, specifically my women have these struggles. And like, you also talk about these generational curses that we can't do stuff. The man has to make money. The man is a, it's a business industry. The man, women can't do this. Women have to stay in our place. We have to stay in these glass ceilings. We can't do these certain different things if i'm not talking about it i'm not saying the hell with it and they don't want you working for them to the top seed and work for yourself no one else is going to do it so especially i feel like our women in our culture really really needs that comforting tone and that help whether that's with relationships because we battle so many things mentally and physically that kind of hold us back so i love that you know you you spoke about that as well that you know your platform is so much more than just I'm trying to educate you I'm trying to help you it's this is me you know at the end of the day and so if I feel it's a calling to tell you about how I'm feeling or I feel it's a calling to tell you about what you can do about relationships or what you can do about your mental health whether you're depressed you know you're going through bipolar situations mood swings whatever you know that's what I'm gonna I'm that's what I'm gonna do so thank you so much honestly for even talking about that because those are some things that I struggled with in, in mentioning um my saying my my change and where I wanted to go with the podcast so I definitely thank you uh, for mentioning you know that as well so 
I want to kind of get into the lightning round, the like two or three questions I always ask everybody that's on the show is what would be your tips and advice for someone who's trying to move in the same um, realm as you? Kind of so you already touched on that, but what would you say for anyone that's trying to be, um, I guess you could, we already touched on author. So what would your tips be for someone who's really trying to um, assist people with uh, or being a mental health advocate or, or like a life advocate? Okay. One of the things is I need you to understand that there is room for all of us. <laughs> and a lot of people get discouraged because they're like, dang, it's already X amount of people doing this. But guess what, boo-boo? Mm-hmm. They don't do it like you. It's and money they don't out have here the for story everybody. That you have. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and they don't have exactly what you have to bring to the table. And on top of that, for anybody trying to get into this, collaborate. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. I love getting with other black women all the time, like we're doing now or um, in any of my other ventures. I love to collaborate because Mm -hmm. I just feel like building this community, this sisterhood is so important. And when we come together, you know, it's like we're Captain Planet. You know, we're we're combining (laughs) all of our powers and talents and create like even more dope things because it's going to take a village um in this arena of self-help that i'm in it's going to take a village for us as a people to get Mm -hmm. the healing that we need and so everybody can kind of get on the train of loving themselves fully Mm -hmm. and completely and being whole and being grounded and breaking these generational issues that stem back from slavery so Mm -hmm. forth and so on like collaboration is important not getting discouraged or feeling like you'll be Mm -hmm. you know one drop in this huge ocean of other people. Nope. You're unique. You have what you need and move forward. Mm-hmm. Don't talk yourself out of it. Do not let those negative thoughts. Like, oh, you're not good enough. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they're not going to understand you. Shut all of that down. Mm-hmm. You do have what it takes. You're capable. And there are people out here who need you and need everything that you have to bring to the table and I just want you to believe in yourself and even if you're trembling your knees are shaking as you're doing it at least you're doing it take those baby steps forward in a manner that you need so yes say that again that was my favorite one it's room out here for all of us sis it is (laughs) it really is like it definitely is so the second question that i have is what are the do's and don'ts of like the industry that you're in as far as for someone wanting to grow i feel like it's so important to be authentic because people can tell when you're being phony or at least I can. <laughs> and I can tell when you're trying to put on this air of being something that you're not. I feel like respectability politics is completely out of the window at this point in 2018. And people are yearning for people who are more real and authentic. For example, like, I love Cardi B, like, mm-hmm. on my ratchet days. I really love me some <laughs> Cardi B. And, like, some people don't understand, like, why, why do people like her? Because she's herself. Yeah. She's not trying to be anything, you know, she's not, she's not trying to be anything but herself. She's not gimmicky at all. She, this is Cardi B from the Bronx. This is who she is all day. And I feel like that, exactly. And I just feel like this, uh, this can apply to any and every area. Be authentically 
who you are and don't mm-hmm. try to be what you feel that people would be more receptive to. No, be you. That's yeah. what people want. People want realness and authenticity. And even if they're afraid of it at first, they're like, you know what, she keeps it real. And then they'll keep coming back for more. Mm-hmm. So just be who you are and be yourself. And then um, your audience will gravitate toward you as you, you know, gravitate towards them in return. Because if you're being fake and phony, me and Debbie will be over there like your facade is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Like fix that, sis. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted um, being nosy and I was like stalking you on Instagram. I know um, one of the podcast um, conferences that's in Atlanta. I have to believe you're following them. Are you going actually, I think in October? I am not. Oh, no. I actually have a bunch of crap to do. <laughs> and the next coming month. So it's hard for Same. me to get out in the way that I like. Because <laughs> I have two little munchkins. And yeah. I'm doing the joint custody thing. And it's yeah. just my time. Like, I hate the weekends. Because I feel like I blink and they're gone. And I use the weekends yeah. to get a bunch of stuff done. <laughs> It's my branding, and it's like my days are just crazy. So I just try to have as much time to get my stuff done as I possibly can. So it's hard for me to get out of the house. And because I'm like low-key a little bit lame, and I'm like a house mom. <laughs> I'm so dead. I'm so, I'm so the same way. If I'm not like recording podcasts, if I'm not like working, if I don't have my son, I'm literally sleep, y'all. Or I'm like researching the stupidest things to eat, like the dumbest things to eat. So it's okay. I, no judgment. I understand. Yes. Life, <laughs> y'all. Life. So, but the podcast, um, a pod connect, um, is actually, um, a podcast conference that's going to be in Atlanta in October. So anyone that is, um, a blogger, anyone that is a social influencer, um, definitely utilize their platform for social media podcasters, anything like that. I would definitely recommend that you go. Um, I will be there. Um, Debbie won't, it will be a great time. Oh, we should get uh, up though. Oh, of course. I was going to talk about that. For sure. I was going to talk about that off podcast, but (laughs) yes, that was the goal. Always network, (laughs) y'all. Even if you're in someone's city and you follow that person and you talk to that person, it's only right to like show respect. I'm the awkwardest. I'm like the awkwardest person. I will jump in the DM like real quickly if I see like, (laughs) hey, this is that Instagram girl (laughs) that I really, really like. Hey, girl, I'm in I'm in New York. What you doing? You know, so that's how as Debbie was talking about, that's how you network and you get out there, you know, just be yourself authentic and 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 speak so i'm definitely going to make sure that me and debbie have some time whether or not we need to take the kids to the park um (laughs) (laughs) i will definitely be down there so and i'll spill the tea on how the podcast connect went so i thank you so much in general just for being such a, a out of all my guests the most liveliest so thank you so much Shout out to Debbie. We're going to give her an award dun, 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 for being the, <laughs> the, the happiest guest that I have had on this show thus far. That's no shade to any other guests, but me and Debbie are like having girl chat here. So <laughs> thank you so and much. And that's, you know, I try to just, you know, keep everything. Again, everything I do is going to be conversational. 
Yes. I feel like it's more receivable when everything is more like a conversation. I want people to always feel like, well, dang, I could probably hang out with her. Even though I'm not trying to do that, but I just feel like it's just better to just relax. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You be nervous as ever. Like, I don't know about y'all. I think I said this on a podcast before, but when I get nervous, y'all, I get real gassy. It's like real bad. And then I just get musty. (laughs) So I just try to, (laughs) I just really try to cool out. No, that is so funny. Like, I don't know anybody, even if you don't want to admit it, but if you have to do something really, really major that you're nervous about, like, you're going to feel like you have to go take a poop, okay, you know, just to get you. those nerves out person, while everything like... starts hurting. <laughs> it's the truth. They're like, man, these girls inappropriate, but right. it's the truth. Everybody who's been there. Before I walk in a networking event, I literally feel like I'm giving birth. I'm like, well, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back, y'all. You never know who you meet. So <laughs> I'm like, look, let me let me fix something real quick. I'll come back or I'll meet you in there. I'll see you. But <laughs> but thank you so much for your transparency. That really, to me, really definitely is going to come off to the followers as, as, as just an amazing platform. And, and, of course, to follow you and get more transparency and watch your videos and stuff like that. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, the CEO Chats, because this was definitely a conversation. So I want to give you the opportunity to do any shout outs as far as like your upcoming events, your upcoming speaking engagements, or just to let out any of your social links, although they will be in the show notes below. But I want to give you some time to at least, um, of course, um, um, speak about what's coming next for Debbie London. Um, God, what do you want me to start? <laughs> she just didn't show much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So the most important thing I mentioned earlier is my writer's workshop. Yeah. But it's going to be virtual. You'll be able to access it no matter where you are in the world. And guys, I'm so excited about it because I haven't seen anything like it. I haven't seen the level of detail and just ease of information. Like both of my books are not that long. Like they're like, I don't know, 150 pages or less, both of them. And then my future books are going to be the same way because I just want people to easily digest things um, that are important without it being so high level. And this workshop is going to be the exact same way. And I just want so many authors to give birth to their baby books <laughs> through this workshop. And I really yeah. feel like I've come up with a creative way to get someone who's never written a book to understand all the moving parts that go into it to the point where you can do it all yourself without even having to pay someone if you choose to go that route. And I'm very, very excited about it. So that is my big baby. But then I have other things that God has done with this brand where he wants to be at the forefront of it all. And I now understand what he means by that. And that's made me a little bit uncomfortable because our topics have been a little bit questionable. I think I'm like, man, really? <laughs> Like uh, my T-Zone, I'm going to be developing that more. And I just started sticking my toe in that. And that's going to be my um, weekly, I guess, God Talks, about 15, 20-minute videos. And like my first episode was called God Gave Me Dick Passes. Yes, it is. (laughs) And yes, he did. And the second episode that was a couple weeks ago was I love Jesus, but I cuss a lot. (laughs) And... (laughs) My I don't know if the third one is 
<laughs> it's a dream. And you know, what God is doing, and some people will not agree with it, and I don't care, but it's just what he's doing through me is trying to get people to take him out of this box. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, you have to go to church every Sunday. You have to do this, and you have to be so formal and ritualistic or whatever, you know, so that you can go to heaven. And God is like, man, I'm not even that complicated. I legit just want a relationship with you, and I want us to nurture that relationship and build on it. And, you know, I feel like we have to get back to the basics Mm -hmm. with uh, spirituality and nurturing our relationship with God. So a lot of what my branding will be going for is helping people Mm -hmm. to do that. But he's still giving me instructions on that. Mm -hmm. And I had a tour last year of the Tri-City Tour. Okay. And me and my partner, Eve, her name is Dr. Eve. You can okay. follow her on Eve Hudson, PhD. <laughs> Shameless Eve plug. Hudson, PhD. <laughs> yeah, she's a wonderful bomb person all mm-hmm. day. But we are going to have a major conference next year. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait. It is gonna, like our Tri-City tour. We kept it intimate, like 50 people per city. Mm-hmm. But next year, we're going to take it up a notch. It was a purpose and healing tour. And we're going to keep that theme of purpose and healing together. But, y'all, it's going to be crazy next year. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm almost stepping back just a teensy bit um, mm-hmm. to build some bigger things. Oh, and I have... A children's series I'm working on because I'm big on affirmations and affirming yourself. And I have two children, a Mm -hmm. six-year-old boy and a two-year-old daughter. And I believe as little black children, it's so important that we start them off affirming themselves, knowing who they are and loving who they are um, Mm -hmm. from a very, very young age so that they're not insecure and, you know, having to do the work that a lot of us have had to do. Um, coming into adulthood, and I want my kids to already be firm and grounded in who they are as little, beautiful, brown people. And so my son is going to co-author the this book series with me, and I actually got some sketches recently of what it will look like, and I'm very excited. And the first book is going to be a book of affirmations for yes. kids. Yes. So I'm very excited. I am, too. I think those are are great 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 things to do you know like you said children need books they don't have a lot of books that look just like them you know so that's very Uh beautiful and i can't wait for the conference and well the the tri-city um tour i'm definitely wanting to go if hopefully it's in chicago if not i'll have to get me a little plane ticket to come see you guys live in action so i love what you got coming up next i'm definitely hoping that all the ladies are already in the show notes and they clicked on your link so they can follow you Uh, (laughs) because debbie is definitely definitely somebody to follow you guys if you're looking for just encouragement you're looking for a a long distance best friend like that debbie is definitely one of those women so i thank you again for coming on the podcast i really really honestly had an amazing amazing time like i just i really did so i thank you for that and i know my babes are really gonna love it so without further ado we're going to end the show sadly but (laughs) i so enjoyed myself thank you so much for having me no problem Alrighty, babe. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to CEO Chats with the Brown Girl CEO. If you like me that much, please make sure that you leave me a comment and a review and also subscribe. If you want to make sure that you stay connected, 
follow us on all social media platforms by clicking in the show notes below. Thanks and see you next week.